Hello, friends. Welcome to Village Days for Christ, and I am who I am podcast. Uh, we're in Colossians 3 today. We're just going to jump right on in there. It's what Christians should do, rules for holy living. There's the head, the subtitle. Colossians chapter 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Man, we were raised with Christ, man. His resurrection is our resurrection. Isn't that beautiful? We've been crucified with him. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer live with Christ. So, I mean, so if we've been crucified with him, spiritually speaking, we're, we're raised with him already. At the moment at the moment he comes back to get us, we're going to be you know, caught up into the sky to be with him forever. But we're already seated with him in the heavenly places. This kingdom is ever present. We're not waiting for the kingdom to come. We don't see it with our physical eyes, only our spiritual eyes, but the kingdom is coming. It's already inside of us, in our hearts, by the Spirit. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart in things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Man, if we keep our hearts set on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, we'll, we'll survive the insanity that we're living around, the politics, the religious nonsense, the craziness of this world, the selfishness, the self-centeredness, the corona crap. If we will set our hearts, because where your heart is, there's your, there's your treasure. Okay, Jesus said that. Where your heart is, there's your treasure. So if you set your hearts on things above, your heart, your treasure, your treasure will be in heaven. Your treasure will be with Christ, who are you seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Man, we need to focus, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We need to keep our eyes looking upwards towards him and not the world around us. We need to be aware of it, but we shouldn't be meditating. We should be meditating on Christ, meditating on the word, but not meditating on this. This is all passing away. Amen. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Amen. Again, reiteration. Set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Wow. For you died. I have been crucified with Christ. We died with Christ. For you died. Not that you're going to die. Not that, I mean, we have died. It's past tense. For you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Man, our very life, our spirit and everything is hidden with Jesus. In God. Man. with Christ and God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Man! When Christ who is your life appears, then you will appear with him in glory. We are one with the Father, the Son, by the Spirit. We're one with them. We're not them. We're not God, but we're one with them. When Christ who is your life appears, when he appears, when he comes back, then you also will appear with him in glory. Man, all the saints are going to be coming back with him at the second coming of Christ. Man, we're going to appear with him. When he appears, we appear with him. Wow, just such good stuff. I'm trying to not diatribe that much. Just just hit hit and run, hit and run, hit and run. Because I know you understand what I'm saying. It's just spectacular. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Amen. He's even given us a list. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, whether it's sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. We can put these things to death. John's, um, Matthew, um, Matthew 17, 21. Some things are only dealt with through prayer and fasting. Man, pray, fast. 
to deal with these issues, to deal with sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, and all the other evil, man. We can put these things to death. We can die daily. We can put these things to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Amen. That's why we think on things above, not things below. It keeps our mind and our focus where it needs to be. We fix, that's why we fix our eyes on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scorned the shame thereof. That's why we keep fixing our eyes on Jesus. It keeps our eyes off our earthly nature, keeps us, our eyes off all this garbage. Because, because of these, because of this, all this darkness we just listed, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You, you know, I've, I've, when I do poetry, sometimes I do heavy, heavy poetry, and I've had people walk away from my poetry because it's like, man, that's all that is is judgment. Well, because of, because of these things, all this darkness, because of sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, because of those things and many other things, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Outside of Jesus Christ, there is nothing but wrath. Outside of Jesus Christ, there is no atonement for sin. Outside of Jesus Christ, there is only the law. And you're going to be judged by the law and judged by your actions. And everybody falls short under the law. All there is is wrath and judgment outside of Christ. Man, inside Christ, everything's good. Outside of Christ, everything is bad. Uh, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Here, he's going to give us another list. Watch this. You used to walk in these ways, and I love this. He's, I love how specific Paul is. He's giving us things to work with here where we can see in our own heart what we need to deal with. We used to walk in these, in, in these ways in life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And again, I deal with anger and rage. I've got an anger management problem. You would never guess by talking to me, but man, that comes at me hard. So I'm supposed to rid myself of anger and rage. Uh, no malice, no slander, uh, filthy language once in a while. But again, we're supposed to rid ourselves of, su of such things. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Oh, my gosh. Holy moly, Batgirl. Let's read that again. Do not lie to each other, of course. For you have taken off your old self with its practices. So when we were born again, we took off our old self with its practices. And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed. So the new self, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So that's the new self, which is being renewed. That talks about the washing of the water of the word. We're supposed to renew our minds daily. A daily. It's a daily walk we, as we walk with him. It's renewing us as we stay in the word and worship. It renews us, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in knowledge, in the image of its... Um, oh, which verse is this? Verse 10. Let me see. Uh, 3.10. Every Christian is a every Christian is a continuing education program. The more we know of Christ and His work, the more we are being changed to be like Him. Because of this process is lifelong, we must never stop learning and obeying. There is no justification for drifting along, but there is incentive to find the rich treasure of growing in Him. It takes practice, ongoing review, patience, and concentration to keep in line and in His with His will. Man. It's so true. It's a daily walk, a daily walk with him. And that's what his plan's been all along. He's always wanted to walk with us daily, every day, like you do with your kids. He wants to walk with us the same way. Let's read this again. 
Don't lie to each other since you have taken off the old selfless practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge in in knowledge in the image of its creator. Man, I love that. In the image of its creator. This knowledge is in the image of God, the Father, Jesus, the Spirit. Man. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is in all and is all. Man, we are one in Christ. There's not going to be any competition in heaven. There's not going to be any kind of uh, jockeying for power position in heaven. Oh, here's there's the natural Jew over here. Here's the engrafted Jew. There's the Greeks. There's the Scythians. There's the barbarians. There's the free. There's the slaves. No, there's the Baptists. There's the Pentecostals. There's the Presbyterians. There's the Church of Christ. There's the Catholics. No. No, no, no. Here, here, talking about the image of the creator, here there is no Greek or Jew, uncircumcised or circumcised, barbarian, Scythian, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is in all, is all, but Christ is all. How many times have I said it? I'm not boasting. Jesus is everything. It just says that. But Christ is all and is in all. Man, it's all about Jesus. That's why there's no salvation outside of Christ. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Man, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. My gosh. He gives us a list of all the dark stuff. Here's all the dark stuff. So you want to see the comparison? This is this is the world and this is Christ. Watch this. This is awesome. I just saw this. Here's the world. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Um, anger, anger, rage. Matt, let, let's, let me start again. I'm going to try and tie them all together real smoothly. Okay, let me make sure I got my marked. Okay, here's the world. Sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Here is Christ. Here is Christ. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. And perfect unity. Man, no comparison. Man, look at the, look at the light. Look at the light he's given us. He says all that's there in darkness. Let that go. Fix your mind on things above, not things below where all this darkness is. He said, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly, we're supposed to, this is again, this is a daily walk. Romans 7, Paul talks about dealing with the sin living inside of him. Every day. You know why? You know why you're not perfect yet? First of all, the world couldn't handle us being perfect in our mind and in our heart. Our spirit's been renewed. Our spirit's sealed with, with God's spirit. And we're truly perfect in our, in our spirit. But our mind and our flesh isn't. Why? Because God still wants to allow you to use your free will every day. Because it glorifies. Every time you choose the right over the wrong. Every time you're sorely tempted and you resist. And you overcome by submitting it to God. You glorify God. Every single time you glorify God. Every time we choose the right and not the wrong. Every time we choose to walk in the light and not that dark list. But the light, we glorify God. We all have a choice every day. A million choices every day. Again. Again. And it says right there, we clothe ourselves. 
We, again, it's like a garment we put on. We choose today. I choose, I choose today. I choose to clothe myself, put on the garment of compassion, of kindness, the garment of humility, gentleness, and patience, the, the garment of forgiveness, the garment of love, and the garment of perfect unity. I choose when I wake up, I'm going to make a conscious decision. Lord, help me to walk in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no law. Help me to walk help me to clothe myself with the fruit of the spirit lord god man it's a choice and when you make that choice it glorifies god greatly that's why again that's why he left us hobbled that's why he left a little bit of darkness in us it makes us totally dependent on him and to overcome we have to totally depend on him to make this to make this choice we submit therefore we submit ourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he flees so we submit ourselves to god as we resist uh, wait a minute. We submit ourselves, therefore, to God as we make the choice. Okay, God, I'm going to choose compassion. I'm going to choose humility. I'm going to choose love. That's submitting to God. I submit myself, therefore, to God, and I resist the devil. As I'm choosing to submit to God, I'm automatically resisting. You're automatically resisting. Whenever you submit to God, you're automatically resisting the devil. <laughs> That's why each man is tempted when by own evil desires he dragged away enticed. Man, we quickly, when we see the darkness coming, okay, God, I'm submitting these things to you, Lord. I want to submit all this to you, Lord God, so I can resist the devil and not be dragged away and enticed and overcome completely. Amen. Let's read that section again. Then we're almost done, believe it or not. We've got just a little bit on on this back page. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's important. How much are you forgiven by God? Completely. Completely forgive. No matter what the offense is. Completely forgive. If you have enemies in the world, if you have people that have harmed you greatly, I mean greatly harmed you and harmed your life and harmed your family forgive them completely as the lord forgave you and and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity amen let the peace verse 15 let the peace of christ rule in your hearts is the peace of christ ruling in your hearts if not why pray for it god help me to let the christ peace rule in my heart since as, as let the peace of christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace man we are members of one by the Satu Dalam Christo. That's Indonesian for the, the, the body of Christ. The singular body of Christ. The one body of Satu. One. Satu. One in Christ. Satu Dalam Christo. One in Christ. We are one in Christ. So let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. We've been called to peace as the singular body of Christ. And be thankful, man. Thankfulness, the most important thing. It's the, it's the, it's the first, and most, first and most deadly sin. An ungrateful, unthankful heart leads you to pride. Pride doesn't come before ungratefulness. Ungratefulness, and I can prove it. I don't have time now. But it has to do with Lucifer. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. As you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. God, my goodness. Let the word of Christ dwell. That's why we need to be in the word more often. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's supposed to be rich. That's why we meditate on the word. You're dwelling richly in the word of God. When you meditate on the word of God, when you're going over a verse and over and over and you're meditating, you're asking God, what does that mean? You're dwelling richly. 
Um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. That's what we're doing here today, teaching and admonishing each other. Um, and I, I talk to my friends. My friends teach and admonish me. I learn stuff from my friends. Jack, Mark, Clark, Doug, um, uh, Dwight, Michael. I learn, I'm, they teach and admonish me. We teach and admonish each other as, we, as, we, as God reveals things to us. And God shows us uh, you know, how to help each other. It's a beautiful thing. As um, you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, it's his wisdom inside of us, all wisdom. And, as you, and I love this. As you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. We're supposed to be singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts. A grateful, thankful heart. Have a grateful, thankful heart. Lucifer was ungrateful for his position. Ezekiel 28. Ungrateful for his position as a guardian cherub of God. He was jealous of God. He was not grateful for being perfect in beauty and wisdom. God said, the Bible says he was, Isaiah says he was perfect in beauty and wisdom. He wasn't grateful for being perfect in beauty and wisdom. He wasn't grateful for standing right in front of God's throne every day. No. No, that wasn't enough for him. He had an ungrateful, unthankful heart, and it led him to destruction and to destroy a third of the angels as well. As you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do, it doesn't matter, small or great, whatever we do, whether in word or deed, whether it's word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why everything coming out of us should glorify God. Everything. Everything. And I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about not cutting up with your friends. I don't, I'm not talking about legalistic righteousness here. But everything, that's why it says in the last, last verse in Romans 14, everything outside, of, everything outside of faith is sin. Man, we can, man, I'm cutting up with my friend Mark and Jack and Clark all the time. We cut up all the time, singing silly songs, having a blessed time together. It's not saying don't do that, but you can do all that silly. The Bible says you have to change, become like a little child. Little children cut up. But again, you can do that all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Man, we give thanks to God the Father through Christ. Okay, rules for Christian households. We're almost done. Just the last little section here. 17 minutes, 50 seconds in. Wives, submit to your husband as is fitting the Lord. Again, ladies, I know this is hard. I know you struggle with this if you're watching this. Submission doesn't mean slavery. Submission means that that Christ is, Christ is your husband's head and he's your head. To lead and guide you, to help you, to be a blessing to you. Not to rule and reign over you and turn you into a slave. That's not what submission means. Husbands, love your wives as Christ and love your wives and do not be harsh to them. As a husband, I don't I shouldn't expect my wife to submit to me if I'm harsh with her. If I if I'm, I'm trying to knuckle her, I'm trying to get her to knuckle under. You know, I'm trying to rule over her and and just infamy and terror. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Another verse is husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself up. I'm supposed to lay my life down for my wife. I see a big old truck coming towards me and my wife. I push her out of the way and I take the hit. That's how this is supposed to work. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Man, that's why no corporal punishment, no discipline, and your children aren't going to obey. You have to discipline your children. Read Proverbs. Read it and read it and read it. Without discipline, your children will not obey you. This, is, this starts with the, the parents. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. You have to sow that in. Parents, you have to, again, I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know. You have to sow that into your, through discipline, you sow obedience into your children. They learn to obey. Amen. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Man, 
You see these, you see these fathers. Nothing is, nothing is ever good enough for them. Don't be a father who's nothing is ever good enough for them. If your kid is doing the best he can and all he can get is B's and C's in school, be happy for him. Encourage him. If he needs a tutor, help him. But don't beat him down. Oh, your brother Bob, he's so much smarter than you, you stupid idiot. I wish you'd never been born. People say stuff like this to their kids. No wonder there's teen suicide. God, crazy stuff. Don't do that to your kids. Again, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. I just like using real world examples. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only with their eyes on you and to win their favor, but when with sincerity of heart and reverence from the Lord. Whatever you, let's, you know, we're slaves of Christ. You can apply this to us. We're slaves. We're, we're servants and slaves. Jesus said you want to be the greatest and king to be a servant and slave to all. So you can apply this to us in Christ. Slaves, obey your earthly masters. Again, we are slaves. We're obeying our heavenly master in everything and do it. Not only when his eye is on you, but to win their, and to win their favor, but sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Again, our reverence for the Lord should cause us to obey him, even as a slave. Because, again, the slavery thing is null and, in this country, at least, it's supposed to be null and void. So I'm just trying to extrapolate that out into the spiritual again. But even slaves were supposed to, in Christ, they were supposed to change their whole attitude about their master. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Um, and you, but with sincerity of heart and reverence. Man, a slave could serve his master with so greatly... So perfectly that it be it would be reverence and, and with a sincere heart and reverence for the Lord. Can you imagine a slave standing before Jesus and said, "You know, you had a hard master, but Bob, I always use Bob, but Bob, you were sincere of heart. You served that guy with your whole heart, even though he beat you daily. You still served him. You prayed for him. You loved him. And that guy was a harsh master, and you still did the right thing." Well done, good and faithful servant. Man, you imagine the praise that these that actual slaves are going to receive from the Lord who were who were um, um, uh, working. Um, uh, they were sincere in their heart and they had reverence for the Lord. Man, they're going to be so richly rewarded. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Man, everything we do should be in excellence as if we're doing it for the Lord. Amen. Not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Amen. Amen. Israel is God and God's inheritance. And we have an inheritance coming from the Father that will never, can never perish, will never run out. Amen. Um, since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, man, we're so blessed. And that inheritance is going to last forever. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Man, it is the Lord Christ we are serving. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's why there's no salvation without Lordship. It is the Lord Christ. We bow our knee and say, yes, he's in control. This isn't fire insurance. You don't pray one prayer and go to heaven. It doesn't work though. You've got to bow your knee and make Jesus the Lord of your life. That it is the Lord Christ. I love the way it says that. The Lord Christ. Jesus is the Lord. King of kings, Lord of lords. The Lord Christ you are serving. Man, we are serving the Lord Christ. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong. And there is no favoritism. Again, I like the way he winds this up. And by the way. You know, people that are doing wrong, if you're doing wrong, there's no favoritism. You know, there anybody who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong. Say there's 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 payment, there's payment for the righteous things you're doing, and there'll be payment or recompense for the wicked things that people outside of Christ are doing. Again, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong, and there's no favoritism. Man, God is just, there's no favoritism. No favoritism at all. Amen. Totally just God.
Lovey, lovey, can't get enough of you. I went 23 and a half minutes, and I was I was moving as quick as I could. Man, it's so beautiful. Go back to when you're done listening to this. Read Colossians 3. My goodness, there's a million things here. So beautiful. Lovey, lovey, can't get enough of you. Have a blessed day. We'll see you on uh, Sunday or Monday.